this podcast, we talk with Brianna Brim, Director of the Occupational Therapy Institute, or OTI, and Assistant Professor of Occupational Therapy, or OT, and also with second-year OT students, Bradley, Aditi, and Rachel. They talk to us about the difference between OT and physical therapy, or PT, and why they chose OT at Salus. Please introduce yourself and what year you are if you are a student. All right, so my name is Bradley Hess and I am a second year occupational therapy student. My name is Aditi and I'm also a second year occupational therapy student. And my name is Rachel Bose and I am also a second year occupational therapy student. And my name is Brianna Brim. I'm an assistant professor in the occupational therapy program and the director of the Occupational Therapy Institute, which is our on campus pro bono clinic. Could you please explain? what an OT does and how it differs from a PT? So we get this question a lot for sure. Um, And I think one thing that's important to kind of say is, I like to think of OT and PT kind of as sister professions. I think OT and PT a lot of times work best when we get the opportunity to collaborate, just like um, OT and SLP work great when we get the opportunity to collaborate as well. So a lot of where the delineation comes from in PT and OT a lot of times actually comes from the conversation about duplication of services. So I kind of want to say that to start off because I think it makes sense. So a lot of times if someone's getting PT and OT, we collaborate to kind of split the load, right? So that we're working on some things and they're working on some things and we're not billing insurance twice for the same thing. Super important. So sometimes when people say things like, oh, PT does gross motor and OT does fine motor, a lot of the times it's not that either profession can't cross over into those realms. It's really that we've talked to each other and made a decision like, nope, let's split up and conquer the most ground in the most amount of time for this particular patient. Theoretically though, OT, a lot of times, our our goal is kind of daily function. So we really work a lot on skills that people don't necessarily think about every day. So a lot of things like dressing, cooking, cleaning, handwriting, Um, going to the bathroom, those kinds of things that are are really crucial to your daily existence for most folks, but we don't necessarily think about all the time. Whereas PT is a lot of times going to focus on some of the larger movement patterns, including walking, stairs, um, balance in in a very contextual way. Both professions together, though, really are able to assess the body head to toe and work on strength and pain and range of motion. It's just how we do those things are often a little bit different because OTs use use a lot of what we call occupations or just things that occupy your time to try to facilitate that improvement in strength, range of motion, where PT's framework is very um, biomechanical a lot of the times in that, that they're working on doing that range of motion versus doing a functional activity to get that range of motion, if that, if that kind of clears it up a little. So now pivoting over to the students, um, why did you choose OT over PT or perhaps a different healthcare career? All right, so I'll jump in and answer that question first. So uh, I know personally I chose OT over every other healthcare profession because of the unique holistic and client-centered approach that OT brings to the table when treating our patients. And I also just wanted to mention how much I love that we get to work towards, you know, getting our patients back to the meaningful occupations that they really want to be doing. 
So to kind of jump off of what uh, Brad said, I, I really picked it for the client-centered approach too. So also like Brianna mentioned, we can work on things like dressing, grooming, and bathing, which are things that are sometimes overlooked, but are so important to like a client's everyday life and are things that they want to focus on first. So I think that's really uh, important to them and it helps motivate them in therapy too. And I really think that it's, it's really rewarding to see them being able to do those things again. Again, kind of going off of what um, Aditi said, like I know personally for choosing OT was more of an experience base. Um, I was able to do some observations with, um, with local clinics and specifically there was a few OT sessions where I was able to witness um, like just uh, the gradual um, development of a child, like just being able to zipper their jacket. And they were so excited when they finally got it, that it was one of the most rewarding things to watch. So I completely agree. Um, and that just, just building that independence and uh, seeing someone be able to get to that point where they finally meet their goal is really exciting. And even just in just regular communication with people, even then. So, I mean, personally, that was just more of a um, experience-based reasoning. Can you describe how Salas's OT program um, prepares students to work with other healthcare providers like PT? So we do have um, a little bit of practice built in, in through some of the interprofessional opportunities. So um, the rehab best friends, as I like to call them, PT, SLP, and OT, we do try to get our students together um, once throughout the program to work specifically with PT and SLP um, on some kind of targeted group project. So this year we kind of looked at telehealth across Pennsylvania and um, some of the legislation and access issues and how we would work with a patient. Uh, this next year, we're gonna be looking at a particular case study um, of a patient and having our students work um, with the PT students from Arcadia and the SLP students from our program to kind of work through that case together. What would we be doing? How would we be collaborating? So we get that kind of nice practical experience. And if COVID keeps at bay, we probably will actually get to do it in person, which will be excellent. Um, so I think that's the one thing. Also, you know, when we're looking at um, our curriculum, we try to talk a lot about kind of global understanding of what this client is going to look like, what this client is going to um, be experiencing difficulty with before we even see them, just knowing, you know, what are commonalities of this procedure or this diagnosis. And that makes interprofessional practice so much easier because if we've already kind of done the work on our own to kind of anticipate, um, we kind of go in with a plan already of how we're going to split the load with someone else. So it makes co-treating easier. It makes collaboration easier. Um, you know, and the nice thing is now within several miles, we have our SLP clinic, our OT clinic, and then Arcadia just opened a pro bono PT clinic as well. So now we actually have the opportunity to share patients. And that's been great for um, our students who have been able to rotate through OTI and kind of know that this person actually is getting this PT and this is what they're working on. And this is how we've talked about that behind the scenes. Um, so we're excited to even just continue to expand those partnerships for sure. Um, is there anything you would say or suggest to a prospective student who might be interested in OT, but is de debating it over PT or maybe another healthcare career? 
I would tell them that OT is the perfect field because you can take it in a million different paths and work in so many different settings. So just to give a few examples of just different settings, there's outpatient hands, acute care, or even working with horses in equine therapy. So ultimately like the sky's the limit with OT and you can almost work in with anyone and anything you'd like to do. Um, so to jump off of what Brad is saying, I would also recommend since uh, the OT scope is so broad and you can work in so many different settings, it would, it would be beneficial to shadow as much as you possibly can um, in as many settings as you can. And even though you might not be able to get to every single one, you can also follow different occupational therapy blogs or you know, a lot of people have social media pages that kind of really go into more detail about different settings. So I think that would be really helpful to decide. And even on, um, even on like a research base too, like I, I know of a few people who like would sit down and really um, pan out all the different differences between all the different professions and what exactly, what exactly they do, what their roles and routines are. Um, So even, even just throughout our studies, like we learn how to build occupational profiles for clients, but even just kind of being able to sit down and identify what you like to do and what what your overall goal is uh, for your career and kind of sort of in a way building your own occupational profile is like a really good way to be able to sit down and figure out if OT is the best career for you and then going forward with um, other career choices or even choosing OT. But obviously, I mean, we have a little bit of a preference to OT. So, Does anyone have anything else they would like to add that they didn't touch upon today? With OT, there's really, there, like the students have said, there are a lot of different directions that you can go with OT, which is kind of some of the beauty of it because you can kind of make your career um, match a little bit, maybe what you need at a certain point of your life. So you can specialize in a lot of different things across your career versus you know certain professions. Like if you do decide that you know medicine is for you, changing specialties is really, really difficult. You're kind of stuck with what you're stuck with. The nice thing about OT is we have the ability um, to kind of work across practice areas. So like if you look at my background, I started out in hand and upper quarter and then at the same time was working in acute care and acute rehab. And I was doing both of those. And then I decided to specialize in Parkinson's disease because I had some patients and then I decided I wanted to get into aging in place and I did that. So there's a lot of flexibility and a good way to kind of explore passions that you have at any one point in your, in your life. And the nice thing is the framework and the educational model and even just how our practice model works, it makes it easy to do those things. And that's kind of one of the beauties of OT is um, we can work in a lot of places and we have a lot of skill sets that translate over to a lot of different um, abilities and working with clients kind of from all ages. So it's there can be a lot of flexibility in the career um, once you get the knack for what OTs do. To learn more about the OT program at Salus, you can visit salus.edu slash occupational therapy.